What's up, everybody? This is Presto. Corporal Nossage. And you are listening to episode 87 of the Nintendats podcast, The Game Awards. Whoop, whoop, whoop. This is, unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, depending on how you look at it, with E3 pretty much out of the picture, The Game Awards is gaming's biggest night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in past years, the Game of Worm has been pretty, you know, the biggest thing to talk about was that kid storming the stage and making some weird comments about certain people like Bill Clinton. Um, but <laughs> I thought this year's Game Awards was crazy good. Like we got so many reveals. We got so much cool stuff to look forward to. I saw the number 2025 way more frequently than I would have liked to see it. But I, I mean, it, it's I was very happy with the Game Awards this year. Uh, if you thought that this year's Game Awards was going to be more of a reveal trailer than an awards show. That's a fair point. And I think we're going to have to discuss this as one does on as a podcast. <laughs> Um, there is a lot to go through. We are trying to we're trying to trim down our uh, our episode length just a little bit, just a little bit, because we know these can get quite long um, and we have a lot to go over. So we're going to try and cruise through this. But first, we have to ask the time honored question, Corporal. What are you playing lately? Ooh, I'm still playing Half-Life with My Name is Jeff. Uh, on the occasion here and there. Um, and that's... Honestly, I haven't really played much lately. I played a little bit of Hogwarts Legacy just for the fun of it. Uh, Fate Maker's um, doing a, a, a doing like a bad a bad guy playthrough for that yeah, right now. And I doing all the cursed, the cursed things and such. I hopped into his stream recently and, and jumped in to say hi and he was telling me about the person he he picked. Yeah. Um, I have been continuing to play Dragon's Dogma. Shout out to all the amazing people, uh, specifically uh, Teacher Guillermo, uh, for guiding me through that. But yeah, the Dragon's Dogma streams have been going really well. I'm still enjoying that game a lot. Um, been messing around a little bit with Halo Infinite Firefight. Um, oh yeah, which I've been trying to get on the same page to play with you and Nick since that got added. I never played it back in the day, so um, I purposely didn't say this game as to what we're playing because I kind of wanted this moment to happen. I'll let you go ahead and. But then there's another game that yeah. I've been playing that you that we've been playing. We've um, been playing, and it's yep. a game that I have shit talked. Almost like no other. No, that's not true. I talk more smack, I think, on on Super Smash, Super Smash and other first person shooter games that may or may not have been criticized during the Game Awards. Um, but. Fortnite, uh, we've been playing Fortnite. Uh, yeah, we've been playing. We've been playing Fortnite. Um, Fortnite got three new modes. It got a rhythm games mode, a racing mode, and a Lego sort of Minecraft survival-like mode. In that order is the level of which each one is good. I 
Yeah, I kind of agree with that. That's not necessarily the order order that I enjoy them the most. That's 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 fine. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, I've been playing. Me and Nick Yeti played Fortnite for like hours on end this weekend, and I, that's never a sentence I thought I would be yeah. saying. Yeah, that's not something Yeti of all people is not a Fortnite type of guy. But no, I mean, well, he's so... playing it with his kid. And yep. it's actually like they're adding cool stuff now, like no yep. build mode. The racing mode to me is where it's at. Rocket racing. Um, I've been playing that quite a bit and it's good. It's just fun. I hate to say it, but also I do talking about how Lego Minecraft. It's barely Minecraft. It's closer to Lego valheim i don't i don't know about oh valheim yeah that's that that's that um that viking that viking like sandbox survival game that came out a couple years ago that was in early access oh okay i've I've never played it but yeah it's definitely i would say it's like minecraft inspired but it is far enough removed from minecraft that it's not like like they're pretty different they're pretty different games um but it's been really fun I kind of don't feel great that uh, Epic removed player trading in Rocket League so that they could push a $40 car in the Epic Game Store for their new racing mode because one of the so cars is 4,000 V-Bucks. And you get I it on will, both games, but I don't, I don't feel good about that. But it is a I really fun game. I will support you having that opinion, but I have to ask because I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Would you have much rather they just allow all the people who have never played Rocket League suddenly now have access to all sorts of these skins and tires and effects and cars just because somebody was trading them stuff that they may not have actually earned? Yes. Because you have to trade it. You have to still agree to trade. Like, there's a whole economy. There was a whole economy in Rocket League that was like, if you had an old car or old wheels or you got lucky and you got an exciting part, you could trade with your friends. Me and Enfo have traded parts throughout Rocket League all the time. Um, and they removed it simply to push microtransactions in Rocket Racing with these new things that apply to both games. And I don't agree with that. Because... Basically, in the long term, I think they are doing massive damage to the Rocket League community and sacrificing that in order to grow Fortnite, which is what Epic did with Paragon. They killed Paragon and took all the development resources and put it into Fortnite. And that you can kind of argue, well, that's a business decision. Paragon wasn't profitable. Rocket League or uh, Fortnite was. That's just reallocating resources. But both of those things could have existed. It wasn't a resource thing. It's just uh, we want to push people to put money in our pockets instead of each other's pockets, which I don't think is super supportive. Uh, especially Rocket League's been around for 10 years. It is a super passionate community. And Epic, I can't say, has made a lot of improvements to that game since they took it over but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about the game awards um what are you what are you drinking what are you sipping on these days going in for lacroix um mm. yeah i've been i've been guzzling down that ultima electrolyte stuff 
I swear okay. to you, dear viewers, not a sponsor of the show yet. I really want to make them. They're just re it's just really tasty. I got a passion fruit electrolyte mix and I've been addicted to it. It's really delicious. Happy or I do everything on uh Twitch side says, "Hey guys, how are you yeah, both doing? Happy I do, Sunday." What's up? Also, d just a couple little housekeeping notes for our regular viewers. You can see that Corporal and I are just facing each other. Like, we're just in the same room and not like 3,700 miles do you apart. Want to, do you want to try a high five? Yeah, let's do it. Ready? ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, I heard you. That was so weird. <laughs> Technology is so crazy like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm talking to Corporal because obviously he's sitting right across from me yeah. in another yeah. state. Um, but I will, I will say hi to you guys. Um, Anyway, uh, so, game. also, Corporal can see Twitch chat, and I can see Facebook chat, so if it seems like I'm ignoring, ignoring Twitch chat, it's because I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you are. It's because I am, because I can't see it. Um, so, the Game Awards. So, we kind of, we kind of ordered, so we're not going to cover every single thing that was announced, because that would take, like, Three hours. Three hours. That's what the Game Awards was. It was three um, hours. Yeah, it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, we're, we kind of have this in rough order. I would say, like, the first half of it is the stuff that we're super-duper excited about. And then the second half of it is things that we're still think is important to talk about but are less excited about. But it's kind of like we have it in an order that makes sense to us by, by hype level. Even though I'm not sure if that first item is... <laughs> Uh, mut mutually Mutual? hyped yeah. about, but if you've been watching it's, us for any amount of time, it's not mutually hyped about. Spoilers. <laughs> take a shot. Yep. If you've been it watching, be. us long it can't enough. be mutually hyped. Mm -hmm. It can't be because I have a sickness and it's called yes. addiction to hunting. Um. So obviously, the biggest news to me in the world right because this was the last announcement they saved this thing for the end this was the icing on the cake and you know i'm talking about the monster hunter wilds reveal trailer the announcement ah. um i freaked out i tried to take a video of myself but I also didn't want to wake everybody in my house up, so it just sounds weird because I'm, like, screaming quiet. I don't know. Maybe I'll post it at some point. But Monster Hunter Wilds was revealed. There's so much debate and, and analysis about is it going to be similar to World? Is it going to be an open world thing? Are we going to be able to carry two weapons because the person in the trailer had a great sword on their back, but it also that you clearly see they were carrying a light bow gun? So the prevailing theory is that the new mechanic, instead of like wire bugs in, in Rise, is you're going to be sort of on like the frontiers in the wilds and you're going to be able to just set up your own camps and that you're going to be able to equip and use two weapons that you can swap from, which I think is amazing. It, I think, will create some diversity of play. I think it may be interesting. Um, I wonder if there's a reason for it, though. How do you mean? So, I, I mean, maybe certain monsters or certain environmental situations where maybe you'll need a light bow gun for a grapple hook effect, or maybe you're going to need uh, yeah. 
different weapons because this guy's got a harder outer shell. So you need a stronger whatever to do this or to do that. Like, I wonder if there's a mechanic or a reason for having the I dual think, ability. I think the reason is because you're going to have a hub or like a main base, but it's going to be open world. And there's going to be because in, in Monster Hunter, it's like you're at the main hub and then you go for a hunt and then you come back to the main hub. I think this is going to be more like an expedition where you're in the main hub and then you go out and maybe you're doing multiple hunts or you're spending okay. more time out in the field. And that's why instead of having to go and come back and go and come back and switch weapons, you have two weapons. And the reason is because you're out in the field longer. Okay. Because it's the wilds, right? It also looks like weather is going to be playing a, a role because the whole thing happens, the dust storm and lightning storm and all this yeah, craziness. I, I, I'm interested in the open world effect. I would like to see a natural day, light, night, light cycle, maybe. Uh, a weather could be a, an interesting effect. Territory, maybe there's different weather. Um, but that day, light, night, uh, cycle I think would be pretty interesting maybe different monsters only come out at night and therefore you have to do something throughout the day until it becomes that time frame so that you can then go look for what you're hunting or tracking until you find the den but you don't go into the den you wait for the night time for them to come out maybe you can set traps yeah. in the den that kind of thing you know I so mean like the name wilds implies a, a bigger emphasis on like nature and environment and the wild. So that mm. type of day night cycle for like the endemic life um, <laughs> would, would make sense, but we've never seen any effect with weather. Like any, like obviously there's like rainy maps, there's clear maps, like there's different weather stuff, but like having weather actually be a dynamic factor that affects gameplay, I think, would be super cool. I hear Penny in the background. I know. Hold on a second. <laughs> so I I really do like the idea of Wild of Monster Hunter Wilds. I think I'm I'm be interested to dabble into it and see how well it goes. This oh, is my Palamute. Penny this is my girl. baby right here. Hi, Pet. Little. little. <laughs> so um. I do everything. Uh, how was both of your weekends? It was relaxing for me. Presto, how was yours? Uh, pretty good. Trying not to get sick. We have a bug running through our house, and I'm just trying uh, to stay on my feet. I'll, you should keep it over there. I'll I'll back up a little bit. <laughs> um, what but did you 2025. guys think? Yeah, <laughs> I do everything. I mean, I are you ready acceptable. to wait till 2025 before this game comes out? Or how excited acceptable. are you? I think. <laughs> Because this is obviously the development team that worked on Monster Hunter World. Um, so it's going to probably be closer to World. From what we've seen now, it does look like it is going to be closer to World. Um, I am going to have to play through World now. I've made the decision mentally that I am going to have to play through World. I have a long time to do it before the new game comes out. But I'm going to have to play through World. Um, I don't know if I want to try and squeeze playing through world between now and March because that's when Dragon's Dogma 2 comes out and then I'm going to be playing that. I think I'm going to continue to play through Dragon's Dogma, 
play this and that as it comes out, Dragon's Dogma 2 in March, and then after Dragon's Dogma 2, then jump into Monster Hunter World, and hopefully that kind of lines up with... I mean, we're talking about what we're going to be getting ready to play a year from now. Because uh, it's almost 2024. If they come out and they say March 2025, like this time next year, we're going to be in peak hype season getting ready. And that seems like it'll be the right time to play world. So a world playthrough is coming. Um, I just don't know when. Uh this i i don't know there's there's so much speculation we can talk i could do the whole episode on wilds but we won't <laughs> yeah speculations of wilds you could you definitely could will you be getting what yeah i mean you have to i'm gonna rope you into it either way i but i how I mean, excited Cap- are you we're in the capcom creators program i might as well get wilds like right yeah um Next on our oh also, and I just want to make this point, Monster Hunter being the final and arguably biggest reveal of the show in a show where we have Kojima doing experimental horror projects. We have Sega reboots, which is what we're going to talk about next. We have Blade coming back. This was no flea market in terms of what was on you know what was on sale and what was on display the fact that monster hunter was the crown jewel reveal is huge and i mean a lot of people don't realize or forget that monster hunter world is capcom's best selling game ever above street fighter above resident evil above mega man everything monster hunter world and this is essentially the sequel to Monster Hunter World because it's the next game in the mainline series from that development team. So this is just like a quick context reminder that Monster Hunter Wilds is very likely to be maybe the biggest game to come out in 2025. Have you thought about the fact that Capcom had said something to the effect of a previously unannounced game when they were talking before about Dragon Dogma 2 reveal. And I wonder if maybe there was a shift. There was a last minute change. And that Wilds was supposed to be that previously unannounced game that was going to be revealed on the last. But for whatever reason, that trailer, that video, or that reveal wasn't ready. Or maybe it wasn't even that it wasn't ready they made a business decision that it was a bigger bang for their buck to put it at the reward show. Maybe the award show said, Hey, we'll give you a deal if you announce it here instead of there. And that's why they made this last minute change. So I think, I think there's no, if wild is coming out in 2025, there's no chance that it was ever going to be ready for March. So I think, I don't think that's the reveal. I think, Dragon's Dogma 2 was always supposed to be the unannounced game because they didn't announce the date, the release date for it yet. So I think there was maybe some some translation issues being like, that's the unannounced game that's going to sell me on the copies. The oh, I didn't other... realize that they had I didn't realize that they had March attached to that unannounced game. Yes, they said an thought... unannounced game that's going to sell millions of copies by March. Oh, OK. Well, then that. Yeah, that. Takes but. But but. But 
the the 20th anniversary of Monster Hunter is in March. And I am still holding out hope that there is going to be some kind of HD anthology release that's like Monster Hunter 4, Monster Hunter 4U, Monster Hunter Generations, and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Or something. I'm still hopeful that there is going to be a remaster remake that comes out for the 20th anniversary. It, okay. it, I still think that could happen. And that would sell millions of copies. And that is unannounced. So that still might be a thing. That's probably me being overly optimistic. But mm -hmm. I, I there's still a chance. Yeah, I think you're being overly optimistic. Yeah. Um, the next big thing to, to me, to us, to the world, was Sega. Sega teased that there was some sort of new era, new something. They sent out uh, letters to influencers that just said, make sure you're watching the Game Awards. It's the new era of Sega or something to that effect. And a lot of people thought that this was going to be a new Virtua Fighter because a lot of the people who got these letters were people like Maximilian Dude in the fighting game community. But that's that's not what we saw. We saw something crazy in scope. So not only did we see something crazy in scope, but it was such a um, a broad spattering of genres. Yes. Um, I, like when I say scope, I'm referring to it like the amount of work that they've been putting on this and how much development teams have been actively working on this. That's a scope I'm referring to. But smattering of, of genres is the different types of games that we got. So, I mean, we got um, the Streets of Rage. Uh, that looked so good. Yes. Um, it was the... Uh, I'm going to just pull up the actual full list because I'm not going to try it's to... Jet, it's Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio. Shinobi. Shinobi Golden Axe. Streets of Rage. Crazy, Crazy Taxi. Taxi. And, and more. more. So it could be more. I, uh, so for, right off the bat, right off the bat, graphically, like, wow. It looks to me like they are doing, they are redoing all these games in Unreal Engine 5. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Because they all yep. looked similar enough that it looked like it was Unreal Engine 5. And I hope, what I, my only fear is that they remake these and all in Unreal Engine 5 and it becomes kind of homogenous, right? Because, like, we have a Fortnite rhythm game, we have a Fortnite racing game, we have a Fortnite Lego game, and we have a Fortnite Fortnite game. And they all kind of, you can all kind of tell they're made from the same materials. I really hope that's not what is going to happen with these, to where it looks like they were all made in Unreal Engine 5 Game Maker. And they're just, the like... With the exact, exact same graphics and skins and assets, you mean? Yeah, because, like, there's a huge graphical difference between Streets of Rage and Jet Set Radio. Well, like, I mean, just look at, the, at Crazy Taxi and Streets of Rage. Those two do not look the same at all. No, but if they're made, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just worrying about things. Um, and Golden Golden. Axe, Golden Axe does not look anything like the other ones. Golden Axe is a game that I had on. It was I was like it was like a Sega collection. It was like Golden Axe 2, Streets of Rage 2 and something else. Golden Axe 
I'm like low key super excited for because it, it looks really good because it looks like it's going to be like a co-op dungeon crawler instead of like, you know, I, I it just looks amazing. I, I'm very, yeah. very excited for that. Yeah. Um, Streets of Rage, obviously, is going to be amazing. The only one on this list that I kind of don't care <coughs> about is Shinobi because I never really played that series. But all the okay. other ones are like pretty much instant buys for me. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's like they just dropped that with no timeline, no details, like a couple minutes of, of trailer and that's it. The first Golden Axe was great and the remake was shit. I didn't even know they made a remake of Golden Axe. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Milo? Craig, everybody on the Facebook Welcome side. In. How you doing? Um, yeah, so that like blew the roof off because I don't think anybody expected I think optimistically it was like we're going to get one big game coming back from Sega. Just kidding. We're taking all the best games from Sega save for Sonic because he's still around <laughs> and we're remit. Like that's it's crazy. That's a crazy yeah. thing. The next game on the awards that we need to talk about is Light on Fire. Or light no light fire. no fire. Sorry, light no light fire. on fire. <laughs> Take your money and light it on fire because that's what's going to happen when all these games come out. I mean, Hello Games uh, giving us essentially No Man's Sky level of game, just the scale is a single planet. But the planet is Earth, and it's yeah. the, to scale Earth like a one to one. Yeah. Earth. If it takes you, if it takes you two weeks, I, I mean, I, I, me and my wife have recently been doing a lot of talking about the Appalachian Trail, um, like something that normally would take you six months, five months to walk, depending on your skill level, four months to walk, depending on your skill level. In this game, will still take you four months to walk. But you'll have a dragon to, to ride on because it is going to be a fantasy world. It's a fantasy world, but my point is that that one to one scale is genuine. Yes, but my only fear, and this is probably unfounded, is the scale of this game sounds an awful like the lead up to No Man's Sky, to where it was like hey, the the guy from Hello Games coming and making these outlandish s claims of scale, and then the game came out and it was like a total bait and switch, and uh, Hello Games is now a darling in the video game industry. They have more than redeemed themselves. No Man's Sky is one of the best games out there. But I can't help be like, are you sure everything you're saying is true? Are you are you sure you want to say this? Because this didn't work out great the first time you did it. I and mean, I, that's like that's like high-res studio announcing their next Witcher game that they're going to be putting in development, and then we don't buy it because we're expecting it to be trash on release day. Yeah. Do you think there will be a new Sega console? Not a chance. No way. I don't think so. I don't think I, be. Maybe a I mini was, console. <clears throat> I was very surprised by that comment because honestly, that would be like a big reveal. You know what I mean? But who's Sega owned by now? Aren't they owned by well, a larger? I I don't know, but I I don't think it'll happen. No, but that would be a huge reveal. That would be a crazy thing, and it just played Sega games. It was like the Sega, like no, we're not messing around with third party stuff. We're pulling a Nintendo only harder. 
No, Sega is still owned by Sega is still owned by Sega. Okay, how my favorite Americans? <laughs> We're doing good. Welcome. How's Welcome our favorite overseasness man? <laughs> overseasness. Anyway, yeah, Light No Fire. They said all the footage was from in-game multiplayer. So it sounds like the multiplayer is going to be first and forefront, which was the opposite with No Man's Sky, because No Man's Sky launched and it was very ambiguous to whether there was going to be multiplayer at all. So I'm glad they're learning from their mistakes and being like, look, look at the multiplayer. Look at it with your eyes. It's right there. The only thing mm -hmm. we're showing you is the multiplayer. Um, I can see that being a huge, like, if that comes out and it really is what they say it's going to be, that just shot up to my most anticipated game aside from Monster Hunter. So I, I even mean, though we have Fate basically Maker, no detail, Fate Maker over on Twitch is, is saying, uh, "You know, take my money." Uh, is it, light? No fire is going to be insane. You can literally build Middle Earth on it. I'm that that to me like people using the planet to build other universes. Now, here's the question. Is every player that plays Light No Fire going to be playing on the same planet? Because that's sort of important. Or is it going important. to be procedurally generated for each individual instance? Is it so going to be, was... yeah, is it going to be, I have my version of this planet and you have your version of the planet and my version's different than yours? I, I... would like to see everybody playing on the same planet. Although logistically, really? I don't think that would work. Why? Because, like, if you had hundreds of thousands of players all playing at once, and they all decided to meet up somewhere, that would logistically not be feasible, right? If like everybody would, was on a different yeah. planet. It would be interesting, yeah. like, if you build something, every 24 hours the game refreshes, and things that other player builds now show up on your planet. With yeah, Tom's point. Wouldn't the server crash? Yeah. So I mean, Fate I Maker says every Fate Maker is saying that every player will be on the same planet slash server. You'll literally be able to walk past other players building their own villages and cities. So is it gonna? Is it an MMO then? Is it massive? Because that's the definition of massively multiplayer online. And I mean, it, it, I yeah. think if it was, if it was gonna be that way then that that's what they would have led with they would have been like we are making the first massively multiplayer earth unless it's going to be just like uh um no man's sky where you will have procedurally available other players but unless you choose to join with them then it's not yeah see there's there's a lot of questions there's a lot of questions but pretty much any answers that they give are still going to be great yeah, I, if, I, if it can if it can cut the mustard and it stays to what they say it's going to be. Fate says it it should be the same as No Man's Sky No Man's Sky server setup. That's what Yeah, he that, I like that. Um all right. Next up, OD. So, so I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't think anybody understands it. OD is a Kamaji, Kamaj, Kamajima. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, oh, uh, Kojima. 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 Kojima horror game. Um, I mean, 
Jordan Peele has been directly connected to this project, which Jordan Peele or Mr. Peele has got a twisted mind. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't wait to see what comes from this, but the, uh, the, um, the trailer that we got really doesn't tell us much. At first, I thought I was hearing a um, uranium uh, radar detector sound, you know, like you walk into Chernobyl, whether or not you're exposed to too yeah. much. I thought I was hearing that, as, and I thought maybe that was a clue as to what we were going to experience. But then I realized that that sound was just used as a transitional sound as a part of the background. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. But besides that, I've got no clue other than this one thing. And that was that each person that showed up on screen emotionally was different, but was speaking the same thing, saying the same words. So the exact same instance, but from different perspectives or different emotions. Uh, and and he also said it's not it's not i think he said it's not going to be a movie but it's not going to be a game game. it's a new form of media which kind of reminds me and we we've said this before the show uh the bandersnatch thing on netflix where it was like a choose your own adventure i think this is going to incorporate ai in some way i think it's going they're going to have some actors and you're going to have a personalized story experience relationship with these characters and it's going to be in a horror setting but it's not going to be scripted so Uh, your choices will directly impact what happens and they've got hundreds of actors who have played hundreds or have recorded hundreds of hours of different type of responses no i think think they are going to feed recordings from the actors into an ai and what you experience in the game is going to be an ai generated version it's not going to be pre-recorded oh so you my my decision won't choose what the actor gives back to me you're saying the ai will randomly choose what it forces not not necessarily randomly but instead of being like like i'm gonna be like okay i'm gonna choose to lie to this character instead of having like one or two pre-recorded things about lying it's going to feed into the ai and the ai is going to dynamically generate a response because ai can now generate voice dynamically on the fly and it's getting to where it can do almost hyper realistic video on the fly so i think they're going to seed it with actors and performances but I think ultimately what you get is going to be a dynamically rendered thing based on everything that you've done in your playthrough. Fate Maker says rewatch it in high def on a big screen. Pay close attention to their eyes. So I did that. I wasn't able to zoom in on the eyes to actually see a true reflection, at least not well enough. But mostly of what I saw was a series of lights and and symbols or connecting dots and lines. But I couldn't actually make out what it was. I don't know. Either way, it's going to be terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be something. It looks very unsettling. And it looks like something that we would maybe stream. I would 
depending on the type of platform that it comes to, I wonder if it's going to be available in a VR headset mode. If it's a new oh, horror media, new experience. I don't like horror in VR. That's where oh. I draw some lines. I don't yeah, need see, that. I don't need to be punching holes through my. I, I I totally would do that. I clear up my room. Oh, no, clear thank up the room. You. Put my wife on the couch. We accidentally broadcast, punt my cat across the room. Broadcast to the TV and just turn it into an experience uh, for the whole family. Uh, so that's that's a big deal. And the Game Awards was like, and we'll talk about this in a minute. But in where some of the awards were like thirty second presentation. They did like a full 10 minutes dedicated to this game with Kojima and Jordan Peele. And it's like, I get it. It's Kojima and he deserves everything in the world. But it's got to be a big deal if they dedicated like that much time. to it. Yeah, I saw a video where somebody took the entire show, the entire three hours and 17 minutes and broke it down into statistical time chunks and what they were used for it's a it's we'll talk about this uh, it's an awards show but there was a lot of trailer reveals and other things not just awards but the amount of time that they dedicated to certain things was interesting compared to others <laughs> yeah we'll get there we have a couple more really like cool highlight games that we want to talk about and then we'll get into the the controversial muck. <laughs> Um, wind blown. Now, maybe this is just important to me. It might be. Wind blown looks like a co-op roguelike isometric, so kind of that three fourths Haiti style view. Um, this is from uh, Motion Twin, so this is the same developers as Dead Cells, and it is your cute little creatures with cute little weapons and then you get turned into bloody puddles and then you do it all over again. Um, but it's going into early access on PC in 2024. It looks like it's either going to be co-op by default or it's going to be you and two computer controlled characters. Um, but it looks very fast paced, looks very visually stunning and it is it is something that I need to be following very, very closely. I, I yeah, I'll I'll let you have that because I got nothing. <laughs> Craig says, yeah, just for you, Preston. OK, at least I'm <laughs> self-aware enough um, for everybody else in the world. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla getting a free roguelike mode coming out in two days. I don't know why I put 12. It's 12, 12, 23. It's coming out in, in two days for free. Something that they could have easily charged for as a gift sure. to the community. Okay. That is, yep. that's a huge deal in, in a world where we're buying $40 skins. <laughs> Okay. Yep. That is a big, that's a big deal. I think they just bought a lot of good, good feelings. Yeah, Craig says yes. I need Tuesday off, Corp. Ah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, so that's big, and also I think we just need to. Did you did you see the joke that uh 
that the voice of Kratos made? Mm, I maybe I missed it. Hold on. So I don't want to misquote it. So Christopher Judge, the voice of Kratos, is in a little bit of hot water um, because he came out and last year he gave a very, very long speech. It was like a meme. He gave like an eight minute epic, you know, speech because he won uh, best performance. Yeah. So Christopher Judge came out and he was presenting an award. And this was like in the beginning of the night. And he goes, oh, don't worry. There's not going to be any eight minute speeches from me. But fun fact, my speech last year was still longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. And <laughs> yes, everybody I, and in the crowd went, oh, and he was like, what? And that I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but the people I, at Call of Duty didn't, um, which I think at some point, I think you have to have enough self-awareness where to realize, yes, we messed up. Yes, we earned that lump. We're going to take it. But that's not what happened, because a lot of the developers went on Twitter and started going, well, I don't know why Call of Duty. If, if you look at Call of Duty's player retention versus God of War players retention, they're not in the same magnitude. It's like, no shit. You're talking about an ongoing live service multiplayer game versus a single player campaign. And yeah. so the, the developers didn't take that joke gracefully and and just been like, yeah, we kind of earned that one. They were kind of trying to debate it. And to me, that just makes the entire situation worse for them. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, Fate Maker on, on Twitch, you know, COD devs are taking it personally. Try Kingdom, they got butt hurt. Yes. I mean, that, that's, I mean that's, that's, that's exactly that's what true. it is. Um, so that was, that was related to God of War. So I just needed to sprinkle that in there. Because that, of course, you can't have game awards without some controversy, right? I mean, yeah. Um, this next one's all you, Corporal. You're gonna let me just just talk about uh, Dave the Diver and its free DLC and how Dave the Diver is amazing game and everyone should be playing Dave the Diver because Dave the Diver is worth it because that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. you talk about it. This is this is your <laughs> version of the light of the uh, of the windblown thing for me. Yeah. Okay, sure. We've got um so Dave the Diver has a free DLC that's coming out. It's the Dredge DLC. It's like a dark horror add-on to uh Dave the Diver. I literally have the uh Dave the Diver um it's a form so that you can get a free copy of Dave the Diver based off of your your viewership and I realize i never actually submitted my request i opened up the link because you can review uh your status with getting a free code and i was like i still haven't gotten my free code where's my free code and i, I apparently <laughs> never actually submitted it <laughs> so yeah this I, is an interesting this is an interesting crossover because it's two games with just enough in common that they thought that a, a crossover could, would be would make sense so i think yeah. that's pretty cool I, I I can't wait for it to come out. I'm gonna play the heck out of this. I'm probably going to play it on stream just so that I can gush about it. I mean, it looks fun. It looks like an interesting game. 
Yeah. Um, what about your your buddies at Bethesda though? Because this was another. A lot of people are like going crazy about this. Um, so. <laughs> I don't think either the, of us care particularly. I care all. about uh care about David Diver. Yeah, I do care about David Blade. Diver. We're talking about the Blade. No, no, I, I I understand, but I'm looking at the Blade thing and I don't see Bethesda's name on it. You mentioned this the other day and I'm trying to yes, verify Bethesda, where... unless th that I make a critical error. I think you made a critical error because the developers is Hal Laboratory and Hammerhead Studios, um, and the designers are not <clears throat> not Bethesda. No, Blade's Marvel's Blade announcement trailer on Bethesda Softworks YouTube. Yeah, Bethesda's making a Blade game. Because see, when they announced it at the show, they didn't say Bethesda; they said a different studio name. And then when I look up the Blade game, Bethesda's name is nowhere on this. Really? Are you looking unless, at the right game? Unless Bethesda is the parent company of these developers. Uh, it could be. Bethesda might be the publisher, and a, <clears throat> a different team might be... So I'm... To, to Fate Maker's point... Um, ooh, so we all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, from Bethesda and Arcane Leon, the studio that brought you Dishonored and Deathloop, Marvel's Blade is a mature, single-player, third-person game set in the heart of Paris, now under development in collaboration with Marvel Games. And yeah, that is so I heard, of, I heard YouTube Arcane... Channel. I heard Arcane uh, Studios, so that's what I heard. Okay. I never heard Bethesda. So when you you had that highlight, I was like, "It's not Bethesda. What are you talking about?" That's why I was googling it and I was confused. So I am very much into Blade. I love the genre of Blade. I think this is great. Me, I care. I, Tom cares. Tom's into it. Tom, good, good. I, I'm I'm not entirely thrilled about this being developed by bethesda though i Listen, don't... mr starfield that that opinion changed pretty quick i hey hey i was all about starfield until i got my hands on it and realized that it just feels like every like other did game. win any awards <laughs> there's todd a video howard. going around of todd howard's face when he realized that that starfield wasn't going to win any awards any awards yeah and it wasn't a happy it. face it it was it was him trying so hard to hold back his own personal expression. It was pretty sad. Uh, so I yeah the the new Blade game that's coming out. It looks like it's going to be absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I just don't know if Bethesda's actually going to make a fabulous game. Well, and hopefully it's like Arcane does more of the heavy lifting with the term in terms of mechanics, so it doesn't play like a Bethesda game because they did Deathloop. And Deathloop is very have you not Bethesda. have you played Deathloop though? No, I have played Deathloop because it's have? free. It's free on Xbox Game Pass. I can play it on the computer. Um, it's a pretty game, but I it's not an award winning game. It did win an award though. I'm pretty sure last year. Mm, not in your heart. It? No, Deathloop won one best game for something last year. I feel like I have to get an Xbox, though. No, you don't. Nobody has to get an Xbox, Tom. Corporal <laughs> has two for some reason, but nobody needs to get one. If you have a PC, you're good. 
So yeah, I mean, okay, it did win the BAFTA awards. So sure, fine. You you can make the argument about how uh, BAFTA judges their uh, their games. A little different, but I think it'll be cool. It's cool to see Blade. There's going to be a new Blade movie coming out. So I think Blade is it is kind of like uh, similar to what we see with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's sort of experiencing a multi uh multi-platform like multi-form of multiple forms of media resurgence yeah try kingdom try kingdom says it won best art let's see okay yeah so okay um, uh it's a, it's an okay game it's got a really interesting story hook um it's not a bad game it's not something that just drew me it in. doesn't have that itch yeah it's not itchy um so let's so now we're gonna get into actually some of the awards. Mario Wonder won Best Family Game, which I think is cool because Nintendo is pretty absent from most of this show, like they usually are. Uh Tears of the Kingdom won Best Action Adventure. So Nintendo taking home some W's as they should. Woo! Uh Cyberpunk won Best Ongoing Game. Over Fortnite, Apex, and Genshin. Now I don't understand this, but I will take it. <laughs> because yeah. uh, even though Cyberpunk has gotten a lot of updates and the got the DLC and is now getting its final patch and is the ultimate edition, I wouldn't characterize cyberpunk as an ongoing game fortnite apex genshin these are like live service ongoing games somehow cyberpunk not only snuck into that as a nominee but they took it and i don't i think somebody made an oopsie doopsie on that uh maybe they put it in there saying like well we really don't have another category we'll just stick it in there it's not gonna win but then it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, so I, I, I'll take it and beat all of them in Final Fantasy fourteen too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen, another great example of it. I mean, all of these games are great. That's why I'm so yep. surprised. Sea of Stars won best indie game. Yep. And I think this is the appropriate time to. Because this is how the the indie game of the year, that's a big deal. For most of these indie studios, indie game of the year is going to be the biggest thing to happen to a lot of these studios and can essentially change the trajectory of a developer or of some of these people's careers. Yeah. And then this is how yep. it was read. Indie developer, indie game of the year, and the nominees are blah, 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 blah. And the winner is Sea of Stars. Congratulations. Next, for best left shoe at the award, we have, like, it just was read off of a list, and there was no presentation. There was, like, it was, like, squeezed in with a bunch of other awards, and I think that is a good point to highlight. Is the Game Awards an award show anymore? Are they just trying to fill the void that E3 left behind? Yes, and I'm okay with it, because I would much rather see amazing trailers and new stuff that's coming then hear people thank a bunch of random names um but 
I don't know if that's fair to the people who are actually winning the awards. It's not fair to the people who are winning the awards. To the gamers who are here, there are, I mean, there's different award shows that are available. There's the Gamer's Choice Awards. There's the BAFTA Awards. There's, depending on how, Geeky Bat, welcome in. Uh, depending on how you want to hear about the games that you enjoy, there are so many different options for award shows. Um, so for you to take an award show and then degrade it down to a media, uh, almost paid uh, commercial s- setup. It's marketing. Like, it's the three-hour yeah, marketing it's, it's a, showcase. It's a marketing campaign. And maybe that's how they're making their money. Like, let us definitely 100%. How much but, did Kojima Studio pay? How much did Capcom How much did Capcom pay to get the last word on yep. a reveal like that? So uh, like you're devaluing those people and for many developers like the indie developers, this is their only chance to be seen. This is their only chance to be heard. I see you and, also watched that Alana Pierce video on this topic. <laughs> She did. She did a topic that's very much on the nose of what we're discussing, saying the exact oh, same really? stuff. Yes, and I know okay. she. You like her. She's good. Uh, she's great. I do. She's, she's a great commentator, but I haven't seen the video. That's yeah, probably it's. Something I mean, that's on it was a, a lot of creators have done it, but her in particular is like, this is. Is it a game? Is it still an awards show? I kind of yeah, think I... they should split it. It should be the game awards show. And the Game Awards, like, marketing. I, I just I feel bad. Know. I feel bad for the indie developers because this is their spotlight. Honestly, even just as an indie developer, to be placed on the list of nominees is a big deal. And for them to just blow through that. And the like, people that won in person from the big studios were getting played off. In the music, yeah. you made the point before we started. We before we went live, people were talking about people, you know, a, a, a member of the development team or somebody that had passed away. And as they're talking about this heavy thing that won in a big award, they start playing the get off the stage music. Yeah, and there's also another perspective. There's some people who are in the audience who had their phones out and they turned backwards facing away from the stage and there's a giant teleprompter that says please wrap it up yeah like get off the stage we want other things like you've got to be kidding me but kojima could have could have sat down and eaten an entire meal and nobody would say anything so it's (sighs) i think it's a little you know kojima got and again I'm, I'm, i'm picking on kojima because he was he was him and peel were up there for like 10 minutes like they were just up there and that's fine and that project deserves that attention but you can't do that and then give people who won like some of the biggest awards of the night like 17 and a half seconds and then start playing them off i mean twitch chat is blowing off with a lot of good point fate maker for those of us who took the time out to vote and not get to even hear the winners uh, wasn't fair at all uh, the work that they put into making the game have a public vote and them being deserved to get the time and the recognition that they should get. TS Villa uh, nominations should get game clips as they're being read off. 
before they even get snuffed by whoever the winner is, mention the game and then show the game and then move on to who the winner is. Yeah, there was like uh, a half a dozen awards that were given out in the pre-show between 7.30 of, and 8 o'clock before Jeff yeah, even showed up. It's it's despicable. Now, I did watch an Alana video, uh, Pierce, we're going back to her, about breaking down how the awards are chosen and who gets to vote. That's, on a so, that's such a big different category. It and... is. So I, I know that a lot of people are are almost mixing those two tight, those two arguments together in this complaint about how the award shows were handled this year. Um, and, and by everything that I have done research on, there should be no debate about whether or not there's fairness in the awards themselves. Uh, they're, I'm, actually, I'm tell, actually seeing off stage. They're asking us to wrap it up. It's saying, oh, please oh, wrap it up. We're at almost an hour <laughs> and they're starting to play the music. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yes. Okay. No, we have more time. Okay, great. Good. I don't want to do. Thank okay. you. Mr. Kojima's okay with this? Okay, great. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. I do think I do think there needs to be a better balance. And I think Jeff even tweeted something out to that effect being like, yes, we didn't have the proper balance and people are getting played off. And that's, I mean, because this, this whole show is like his baby. So like, yeah. if he tweets that, and I think he always is coming from a really good place. He's one of the few, like, major personalities in gaming that i kind of trust with this sort of thing and in kind of having his own singular vision um, i question so I trust think, whenever you get so high in power but i think ahead. i think it will be i think we'll see more balance next year or some sort of structural change where it's not like oh we have a lot of announcements this year so this whole show is basically going to be announcements um i would like to just see it like actually broken up like sure. the award section, but then like everybody's going to come for the trailers and nobody's going to stick around for the awards. Uh, you could do it where you have an award, give them the time for the award and then a, a trailer announcement an award. And then a trailer and announcement. you'd have to do like two or three trailers though, yeah. because there were yeah. so many more. I think, I think this year <clears throat> is just, we're finally seeing the all the things that got backed up in covid come out this year and then now all the things that were like next in line after those projects are now getting to come out and so it's just created like this weird like it's like it's like when you're stuck in traffic and there's an accident right when there's the accidents happen everybody stops that was covid but then even after the accident is cleared you still have that concentration of traffic that just keeps going further and further back. And I think we're still experiencing the weird, you know, mistiming of development and releases as an effect from that. Because we'll go months yeah. and there'll be nothing, and then everything will happen at once. And we're just like, all we want to do is play our co-op stream of BG3, and we can't because you guys keep <laughs> doing news releases. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of that, of course... Of course, Boulder's Gate 3 won Game of the Year. Yeah. Of course it did. Uh, Sven, the guy at Larian, he had posted ahead of time that everybody comes to the Game Awards in suits, but a suit of armor is still technically a suit. And he had full plate armor on for the award, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Yep. I saw that. Uh, so uh, yeah, Larian won. I mean, I don't think anybody really thought 
anything else had a chance. No, no. Which is, it's a shame because I think I was having this conversation with Villa any other year, any of the games, Tears of the Kingdom could have won last year. Spider-Man 2, I think 100% would have won this year if Boulder's Gate 3 hadn't have come out. Alan Wake was a phenomenal game. Alan Wake got so many awards for a game that I know nothing about and was (laughs) so damn confused by that musical number. Are there musical scenes in Alan Wake 2? Is that a thing or was this just like... like, Has anybody played Alan Wake? I, I I say that it was such an amazing game because I know a lot of people who've played it, but I haven't played it. That's the thing, right? Is it, 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 <laughs> yeah. like, it got so many awards, but I've never played it. You've never played it. I it's just who has played it? Because I think I think the first game did good, but I think there was some sort of thing where it's like we're really not gonna be able to have the resources to make a second game. And then something changed, and then they made a second game, and then it won all these awards. So it's kind of like the little engine that could sort of thing. But I still don't know anything, and am even more confused by uh, by the by the by the musical number. There's radio and TV shows playing as you play the game. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll have to look more into that because it's it's a it's a cultural significant enough thing that I feel like I should know more about it and I don't. So uh, the rest of the stuff that's on here, are we just going to blow through this? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so no rest uh, for the wicked I, action RPG. Yep. Looks cool. There was a Dragon, lot of sci-fi shooters that I'm, we're not going to name all of it. Dragon Ball's Sparking Zero. I think they're running out of titles because they just keep making these games. I I think Sparking Zero, I think it was supposed to be like what Dragon Ball's universe was supposed to be. I got really excited because I thought it was going to be the next Tenkaichi game, which is like sort of their like version of the 3D fighting game. Um, but I think it's going to be more of like a single player action RPG experience, which is cool. It's Dragon Ball, so it'll sell yeah. millions of copies. Visions of Mana. It looked interesting. That's cool. I mean, people who are people who are into the Mana series, I think we're really excited about that. So that's good to see that franchise continue to put stuff out. Yep. Uh, Black Myth Wukong is uh, is a Journey to the West style game. But didn't a Wukong Wukong game just came out that seems like it was like the exact same thing. And I started watching this and I was like, it, it came out this year. It was like Legend of Wukong or something. Mm. Not that I don't remember. Black Myth Wukong. There was something that came out. Legend of Wukong is an older game. What What was the game? It was kind of like it was real. It was a real big hit in the Souls like community. And that, like in the Souls like community and the Dragon Hunt or the Monster Hunter community, a lot of people played it. I don't remember, I don't but I, I, I was just surprised to see another game that like was that specific coming out so soon again. But it looks cool. I think Nick Yeti will love that game. The first Berserker game. First Berserker. Ka- Do you have thoughts on this? Kazan? Not really. Really long. 
Wulong is the is the other game that came out. That you I was... don't have thoughts on the first Berserker. I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. I just put it on the list as an important thing. But why are you? Because the game looks phenomenal. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, this had some really cool visual elements because it had like it's sort of like cell shaded anime that third person action like over the shoulder like beat him up like it looks good it's dark it's gritty the problem my problem is is that there's so many games that are over the shoulder third person action set in a gritty dystopian world that they all just kind of blend you just look fatigued by it yeah i'm just like that's fair this looks like it would be a fun game i I, i'm interested for when it comes out i'm I'm interested i'm I'm probably not going to play it but it's i I mean it was it was important and impressive enough where it made the list that we're talking about it among many games that didn't the one game that i'm surprised you didn't put on the list so i added to the list was the jurassic park survival game i have a thing with games that are based in movie franchises that's 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 fine that's fine i i hear you like the new avatar game that came out i I actually saw i actually saw some gameplay and it looks cool like it has some really interesting develop like dynamics to it there has never been a video game based off of a movie that i think did amazingly well there is one and it i can't remember what it is so maybe i'm just counter arguing my own point here (laughs) there was one movie that came out that was based on a movie that i was like this this officially breaks that and it's the first game based on a movie that's legit but the fact that i can't remember what it was like even the original sega home alone game was good that's about it (laughs) like you jurassic park i mean it does look it does look cool I mean, honestly, that survival, like, murder mystery-esque, like, you know, well, avoid uh, the spoilers, attack. Spoilers for you. The murderers are the dinosaurs exactly. in this situation. Like, There's not that much mystery. <laughs> but, like, that survival, like, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in that game. I'm interested to watch you play. Okay. All this right. next one is something I'm actually interested in. And there wasn't... I put it lower on the list because it's not... Like there's, it's not news because it's been announced for a while. Zenless Zone Zero, uh, okay. is a HoYoVerse game. So Genshin Impact. Okay, uh, Tri Kingdom. Tri Kingdom. Tri Kingdom just checked me so hard. Uh oh. I, can, I can't even realize I missed this. But Goldeneye. Oh yeah, I I guess that counts. I feel like the game popularized the movie though. Like maybe Gold, Goldeneye would have just been another Bond movie if it weren't for the game. It was still a pretty it good movie. It was an amazing movie. movie, yes, but like The World Is Not Enough and Die Another Day, Pierce Brosnan, I think there are other movies where he plays Bond that I prefer to Goldeneye, but Goldeneye has the legendary status because of the game. Okay. That that may be fair. Um Zenless Zone 0 looks so stylish and so sick and i really hope it doesn't fall into the micro microtransaction collectible character hell that genshin falls into and i know that it's going to and i'm probably going to play it anyway 
But Zenless Zone Zero looks, it just, I just want to play it. Every time I see a clip, I'm like, this, give it to me. Put it in <laughs> okay. my hands. And it, they announced that it's coming 2024. I signed up for early access. I think some people have early access. Uh, but that's one that, like, I'm very, I'm following closely. If anybody has any information to report, please send it to me directly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You see something, say something. Um, Exoborn. This I actually put on the list for you because really? I think it was from. I think it has some of the same develop developers as the Division because it's an open world extraction shooter. Yeah, I, I, I another open world extraction shooter just feels like a fatigue for me. That I it's fair. other than. Other than the division, there hasn't really been too many that really like excite me. This one looked cool. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, go watch it. And I think it looks up your alley, but I, okay. I might be overestimating it and it might just be another open world extraction shooter that is not the division. That's not. Um, Asgard's Wrath 2, a VR game actually that is on the main stage. Uh, yep. Matt Mercer voices Loki, who is the big bad in this game. Uh, this game comes free bundled with the Meta Quest 3, which I saw that it was bundled, but I didn't realize that it doesn't release until December 15th. Um, but it looks cool. It's got Matt Mercer's voice, so that's going to be an instant sell for a lot of people. For a lot of people, yeah. Um, I, I like seeing vr games being put on a main stage and having a little more oomph in their marketing and their production value and i i we need more of this we need more i agree of this. and i, I don't I, I don't know what it's going to be like it looks cool it looks kind of like the classic like hack and slash you know monsters and stuff the scale looks to be bigger than we see in a lot of VR games in terms of like large creatures and render distance so it might be pushing the capabilities of the quest two i'm not sure how it's going to perform but it's clearly made for the quest three so we'll see um and last and probably least uh the finals is now out uh which is good because i played the open beta of that uh Bates i will Motel, welcome in Bates, what's up um i'll probably play some more of the finals um but you're gonna have to rip me away from the new fortnite modes which now yeah. seems like a good time to remind everybody or announce to everybody, I guess, besides uh, Villa, we are actually going to be streaming Fortnite this Thursday. For the first time, we'll, we'll make an announcement post. For but, our co-stream, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. we are actually going to be streaming and playing Fortnite for the first time in Nintendad's history this Thursday. So if you guys want to come, I think we're going to just do like a couple games in each mode and see how it goes. But we are definitely going to need help. Specifically me in the battle royale <laughs> mode. We need you. We need somebody with a big, strong back to put us in a backpack and carry us around. Like we're Kazooie and Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, yeah, this Thursday is going to be our, our Fortnite stream, which try kingdom says he'll come and join us. Yeah. Um, 
So that's, I mean, there were a lot of other things said at the Game Awards. There was a lot of, like I said, sci-fi shooters. That's like kind of the meme. My question, the side quest of this episode, is what single thing are you most excited for that was was presented in this this, uh, Um, Game Awards? So I'm probably most excited about the Sega bundles, uh, Streets of Rage and Crazy Taxi. Um, and then, uh, Dave, the diver DLC, I, I, I have this weird quirk for this, this game. I don't know why it just, it seems entertaining to me. Um, and the Jurassic park game, uh, like I'm very much into like this survival. I loved the original Jurassic park. And I think that they did a disservice for all the subsequent movies but this is yeah. the time. This is the time for technology and video games to do that entire genre justice. Back to your roots. <laughs> um, also, I don't know why I didn't say this. Uh, Street Fighter won Fighting Game of the Year, which to some people seemed obvious, but I thought <coughs> there were some other there were some other competitors there. But <clears throat> Street Fighter, yes. Um, Light No Fire too. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. We'll see. Sure. Uh, my answer to this question is obviously Monster Hunter. Yeah, I, but I didn't even want to ask because I knew beyond Beyond Monster Hunter, because so, so I can actually give an, an interesting answer, is beyond Monster Hunter, I think I'm most excited for Light No Fire. Because that seems like it could be a real involved multiplayer game that we could get into. We could get into with viewers. It could be like a real community oriented thing. And I'm a sucker for multiplayer games. Um, Closely, probably tied with that is also going to be the Sega things because I never played the original Jet Set Radio. But after playing Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, I'm very excited Obviously, Streets of Rage is the super duper standout one for me. That's like head and shoulders above everything else uh, in that list that I want to play. Golden Axe looks similarly very, very good. Crazy Taxi, I also loved and I haven't played in years. And then Shinobi. Ninjas are cool, I guess. Ninjas! Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it we crammed a lot into this episode and we didn't even get played off aside from that one little reminder <laughs> what's coming up for the week ahead i will be streaming likely dragon's dogma again uh on tuesday we have thursday co-stream with the Fortnites that i hope yep. you guys will all be joining us for and then Next Sunday, that's a week from now. Anything could happen between now and then. Tri Kingdom says he's excited for Jet Set Radio. He also thinks that Mortal Kombat 1 was better. So, uh, better than Street of, Fighter? Yeah. And he's most excited for God of War DLC and the first Berserker. Uh, Bates Motel uh, said that Ennard Baited played, uh, it's another user. I It's not tagged here. So, I plays the uh diver game dave the diver yeah and actually is trying to raise funds irl for diving school really oh 
I okay, so um I I did a diving school uh when I was in the fire department because I did underwater rescue uh when I back home. Um it's 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 a hobby that you can drop a lot of money into. So go into it knowing that there's there's some funds. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you're going to stream Dave the Diver on, on next Sunday if you complete that form. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> if I can get my code. <laughs> He's going to plan a historic tour <laughs> of man-made bodies of water. Okay. That Ooh, sounds cool. That is cool. I, you know what I watch every every October? There's a TikTok account that does... Uh, it's spooky season and we're doing 30 day, 31 days of haunted hydrology with the world's most spooky lakes. And every day they do like haunted lakes and like creepy bodies of water. Uh, I'll have to send you some of those. So that's my relationship Interesting. with bodies of water. Yeah. All so, of my diving experience has been finding the bodies. So I, uh, Fun. I don't have much positive. <laughs> I can see why you'd rather play a game about opening a, a seafood restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. the dredge crossover comes, and then it's <laughs> yeah, going to be just like... We'll, we'll see if I've got PTSD playing this game. <laughs> yeah, you're like, nope, nope, nope. All right, everybody, that's our show. Uh, I will see you on Tuesday. We will both be back on Thursday, and y'all have a great week. Peace, everybody. Thanks for joining.